Good morning, everybody. Welcome to worship at Ivanrest Church. We are so glad you're here this morning. My name is Brent Clatter. I'm one of the pastors here, and you have chosen a great service uh, to be a part of uh, to, because today we get to celebrate the profession of faith of eight students uh, who will be up here in just a minute. Now, if you're not part of the CRC tradition, if you don't know what profession of faith is, uh, what it is is it's a public declaration that these students are making uh, about who Jesus is to them. Uh, it really, they, they talk about three different things. The first thing they talk about is, is the fact that Jesus is God and that he's their Savior. Uh, they think about what that means to them and, and, and really reflect on that. Second, they talk about their need for salvation and how Jesus offers that. And thirdly, they think about what it means then to be part of the community of believers, be part of the church. And so they're professing those three things. They're professing their salvation is in Jesus Christ, that they need that salvation, and now they want to join us, the body of, of, of Christ, as full members of the church. And so why this service is so special is because each of these students has spent the last, or spent the last couple months thinking through what that means to each of them individually. They also worked, they went to a few classes with Justin and I. We kind of talked about what those things meant. Uh, but they also spent time during, during those weeks uh, with a mentor as well, going deeper and thinking about what it means for them to profess all of those things. And at the end of that, uh, they came together, they, they, they gathered all their thoughts together, and they, they created a statement of faith, a creed, a profession of their faith. And that's what we get to hear this morning, is we get to hear the culmination of those classes, the culmination of their journey and their thoughtfulness, and how they want to express their, their faith in Jesus Christ. Now, I've, I've gotten to hear these a number of times already. I get to hear them at the first service, but I also got to hear them beforehand. And I, I will tell you, you're all in for a treat. They're phenomenal. They did a great job the first time, and I'm sure they will this second time as well. So, uh, as the service goes on, uh, this service is a little bit different from a service that we normally do. Normally, we would, we'll, we'd open up, we'd sing a number of songs, uh, we'd have a message and, and go forward. Today won't be the same. Uh, today, we're going to be getting up and down a lot uh, because these students are actually going to be driving this, the, the service. So they'll come up, they'll share their story, uh, and then we'll sing after that. Uh, so what that means is we're not going to announce when you have to stand or when you have to sit. You're going to have to just pay attention to the front row. So hopefully you'll all be able to catch, uh, catch on. It's not that difficult. When we're singing, usually you're, sta you're always standing. When we're not singing, you'll sit down. If a student comes up to talk, it's probably time to sit down. So hopefully you can all follow along. Uh, well, I don't think anybody's here to listen to me talk. So if we could, let's just open with prayer, and then we'll get the service started. Father God, thank you for this morning. Thank you for these eight students. Thank you for their, their, their professions, for their faith that they have in you, for the, for the faith that they get to express to each of us this morning. Lord, they, they've all proclaimed that they want to be part of your church. And so as they share their story with each of us, they get to start that journey here this morning. We pray that as we all listen to their stories, that you move inside of us, that you light a fire that perhaps has been dormant in many of us, that you, that you challenge each of us to question those big moments of our faith. God, we pray that, that, that their stories may reinvigorate us to know you better and to know each other better, that we may be blessed through their stories, that you may move through it, that your spirit will be in this place in a big way, and that each of us can be driven to try to pursue you in a deeper and more significant way. Lord, give them calm hearts, help them to express themselves well, and help us to hear them well also. God, we pray all of these things in your name through the power of your spirit. Amen. 
If you could stand and welcome those around you, and then we will sing in just a moment.
Good morning. I'm Noah Lubin, and my whole life I've grown up in a Christian home and school, and the whole time I had this misconception of what profession of faith was. I always thought that profession of faith was an endpoint, a finish line that I would reach and that would be it. However, I stand here today with a new outlook on what professing my faith is. It's just the beginning. Professing my faith is me actively answering the promise I was given at my baptism, and here today there are a number of reasons why I've chose to do so now. As a senior, I look ahead to the future of college, and in that, I've chosen to go to a public university. With this choice looming on the horizon, I felt the Holy Spirit pulling at me, telling me now is the time to set myself apart, proclaiming publicly that Jesus is my Lord and Savior, as I will be challenged in college in these beliefs. I feel greatly privileged to have, in my opinion, one of the greatest preparations for this moment in my faith journey. From elementary school and on, I have attended the Christian school, and daily my teachers integrate their own faith into subjects, strengthening and growing my own personal faith, and also challenging me to wrestle with some of the more complicated questions of my own faith. In my life, I'm a person who experiences God and his blessings through the outdoors and through his creation. One of my favorite things to do is to go fishing. When I go fishing on a lake, whether it be by myself, with my family, or with my friends, the beauty of the nature around me and the strength of the fish I catch has given me this unique insight into God and his love for me and his power and majesty. Jesus Christ is my savior. He was both fully man and fully God, and he made the ultimate sacrifice of laying down his life, dying on a cross for my mistakes. Jesus Christ longs for a relationship with me, and in professing my faith, I am publicly accepting Jesus into my heart. As much as I want to be perfect and blameless, I know that plain and simple, I am a sinner in desperate need of grace that I can only attain through Christ. As much as I would like to be able to do it on my own, I cannot. I need Jesus Christ to save me from my sin. I acknowledge that I need to ask for forgiveness and look my sin head on. I want to be the very best person I can be, but find myself frustrated at my shortcomings. However, Jesus' death is God coming alongside of me and my frustration from sin and telling me, Noah, with my help, you can be the very best person you can be. By living in a relationship with me, you can do it with me. On my own, I will always fail, but with Jesus and his death and God's grace, I can succeed. In proclaiming that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, I now will be joining the church. And by joining the church, I acknowledge an active role in the church. Each member of the church is like a part of the human body. Each of us have our own purpose. For me, I am no exception. I will be using spiritual gifts like leadership to be an active and full participating member in the church. I value the fact that fellow members of the church not only strengthen me and comfort me in times of struggle, but also challenge me so that my faith can grow and my journey can continue. Today marks a new chapter of my faith journey, a chapter that I cannot do on my own. I need my Savior, Jesus Christ. I need God's grace and forgiveness, and I need the church to continue to strengthen me on my journey. Hi, I'm Laurel Venord. Throughout my entire life, I've been told who God is and what he has done, but I've never fully experienced the presence of God until high school. 
In my past four years, I was given the opportunity to go on two awesome trips, one to Guatemala and one to Africa. My first trip to Guatemala really pushed me out of my comfort zone by bringing me to a whole new culture and part of the world, which caused me to have to rely on God more. In Guatemala, I finally allowed Christ to work through me. It was crazy how many people I could impact spiritually with the help of God. I remember specifically one night after we had watched the Jesus film with the entire village, the whole village had the opportunity to accept Christ into their lives. Almost everyone there accepted Christ, and I was able to personally pray with them and lay my hands on their shoulders. I've never seen God's work in a way so powerful as in that moment. Next, in my other trip to Africa, I was able to see God through the people there. Every place we traveled, the people never stopped smiling even though they didn't have much. When we were at the Maasai village, the ladies of the village gave us all jewelry. We were complete strangers to them, and the jewelry probably took them a great deal of time to make, but they still gave it to us. In that moment, I saw God in the happiness of these people. They were a great example of what I strive to be like as a Christian. Seeing God in the beauty of the land in Kenya was amazing, and it helped me realize how perfect God created everything here on earth. Both times when I returned home from these trips, I had come home on a spiritual high. Even though my faith journey was still have its high and lows, I want to continue to find experiences similar to these so I can continue to grow my relationship with Christ. However, though, I am constantly falling into the trap of sin daily because of the fallen world we live in. Sin is tearing me from the life God wanted me to live, so I need God's help to stay on the right path. I know one day I won't have to live in sin anymore because of the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Now, by professing my faith to the church, I wish to become an active member. I want to be an Involved fully in the church, and I will try to use my talents and gifts to contribute to the church. With God's help, I can live out a life honoring Him in everything I do and try to inspire others to do the same. My name is Lily Kuiper. I stand in front of all of you excited for this next step in my faith journey. I anticipate seeing where God will take me and who I will become in the process. I have been raised in a Christian home and I've been surrounded by people who love God, like my family, my friends, and my church and school communities. They have all influenced me in positive ways and showed me by example how to live for Christ. Even with all of these positive influences in my life, I know I am a sinner. Every day I fall short and disobey God with my thoughts, words, and actions. But I have a Savior who died on the cross and rose for me and everyone who believes. Christ frees me from my sin and helps me live for him. Because I believe in Jesus Christ, I have the promise of eternal life someday. I am so thankful for this gift and want to show my love for Jesus by the way I live. Throughout the past couple of years, events in my life have shaped me into the Christian I am today. Many times my faith has been challenged and I had to wait patiently to see how God would use these experiences to build my faith. For example, I've always played sports at school, and during last year's basketball season, I tore my ACL. I was used to running up and down the court every day, and suddenly I was not only sitting on the bench, but needed surgery and therapy for several months. God put me in a place where I needed to slow down, pray for healing, and learn patience. One of the cool things that happened was that a couple of other girls from other rival schools also injured themselves and were in therapy with me. We became friends as we spent every day together working toward the same goal. This experience taught me what it's like to sit on the bench and not be the one the crowd is cheering for. I learned empathy and learned the importance of encouraging and cheering on my teammates. 
God asked me to trust him by showing me good things that come out of unwanted circumstances. Another experience that has grown my faith in the past couple years has been losing precious family members, my Uncle Brian and my very first niece, Eloise. We wanted both to stay here much longer and did not understand why they had to die. I was sad as I watched my family grieve, but in our sadness, my family turned to God. We were comforted knowing that their pain was over and they were all still alive in heaven rejoicing with Christ Jesus. At moments like these, God can feel very distant from me, as though God was not watching over me or my family. Many of my questions have remained unanswered and most likely will be for a long time, such as, why do bad things happen to good people? And why do little babies pass away when they have so much more life to live? But I realize that I am not alone in my struggles. Many believers struggle too, but they are here to walk beside me. That is why I am excited to become a member of this church. By taking Profession of Faith class, I've had the opportunity to wrestle with these questions and make the choice to fully trust God with his plan for my life, even though I don't understand everything. I have decided to be joyful in my life because I believe that God truly does work for the good of those who love him. God has taught me many things while discovering his plan for my life. Alongside of professing my faith openly, I admit my flaws and I am ready to participate in and be a part of the church. God tells us in the Bible to live in community with one another and it is important for me to surround myself with people who love me and love God as well. I pray that this new part of my faith journey will strengthen my relationship with God and lead me forward to living out a godly life.
morning. Hello, my name is Ian Anderson. I have grown up in a Christian home all of my life and attended a Christian school for most of my life as well. I really didn't know much about God when I was younger, but when I was in fifth grade, my friends invited me to cadets for the first time, and while I was there, the leaders read the Bible and talked about Jesus, and I really liked what they were talking about, and I wanted to know more about God and Jesus Christ. And um, so when I got home, I went in my room and asked Jesus into my life. After that day, my family and my parents especially helped me know more about God and encouraged me to read the Bible more and to go to church a lot more as well. As I got older, my faith got tested for the first time, and I felt like God wasn't there, and I couldn't feel his presence. This all started when my great-grandmother and my great-aunt passed away. This was hard for me because I wasn't close to them like I wish I was. I was upset and frustrated at God because he took two important people away from me. My parents helped me through this situation and made me realize that they are both in a better place, but most importantly, they are with Jesus in heaven. After that, I started to pray more and wanted to be closer to God because during that situation, it was hard for me to talk with God because I was upset with him. I know now that Jesus is always here for me through the rough times and the good times. I decided to take profession of faith because I wanted to grow closer to God and know more about the church. This process helped me have a better understanding about the church and taught me more about Jesus and how we are all sinners in this world, but Jesus died on the cross for our sins and washed them as white as snow. I want to thank my family and by helping me decided to take profession of faith and I want to thank Justin for who was my mentor and helped me learn more about Jesus and helped me understand more about the church. Hello, I'm Brent Meyer, and my creed's a little bit different, so if you know me, there's actually three things that are really prevalent in my life. It's movies, music, and voice cracks, so I'm trying to like, get rid of all those for this one. So I made a, a film about me talking about my creed. Um, I made it a little bit different because I added some songs in there in between the different parts that really speak to me. They're not your traditional Christian like hymns and stuff. They're a little more modern, so be prepared for that, but this is my creed. <laughs> The world has a lot of things to say about me. What I should be, what I am, what I'm not. But there's a few things that I do know about myself. What I am. I am a leader. I plan, I organize, I coordinate. I'm not one for slacking off when it's time for things to be done. I find a way and help others get through it. I'm not a follower. I don't buy the newest iPhone or wear fancy clothes. I wear what I want and do what I think is fun. This also makes it hard for me to follow God. I think I have it all figured out. I have so much given to me that I tend to believe I am my own God. I don't think it, but I act it. I provide for myself and don't ask God for help in difficult situations. I want to get to a point where God is in full control. I know his decisions and his plans for me are so much greater than I can even fathom. 
What he wants from me is best. God the Father is alive and working in the world. I need to let his plans come before mine. I need to walk with Jesus in all aspects of life and let him lead the way. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I pray is that my feet don't fail me now. And I don't think nothing I can do. Other things that I am are a director, a creator, a drummer, and a photographer. All these things are good in their own sense. I use these gifts to glorify God. I use film and drumming as a type of worship, a way to show, show God's beauty and creativity. I'm not always humble. I take the focus off God and put it on myself. When I take pictures of creation, I focus on the composition, the shed of speed, all of that. And forget that God made all of this. Every picture I take shows God's creation. Whether it's a squirrel, a bird, lightning, people, or fire. It is all created by God. I want to be at a place where I can take the focus off myself and turn it towards God, where I can be a light for Him and shine into this broken world. I am a gamer, a movie watcher, and a music lover. I play competitive video games and watch movies and listen to music that challenges me. I love things that push my boundaries. These things influence the way I live. I'm not always in control when these things take over my life. They take time away from God. Technology is a blessing, yet it is a curse. Music constantly fills my head, both God glorifying and not. It distracts me from drawing close to God. Stats and movie plots flood through my brain like a virus and fill the places in my brain that should be focused on God. I want to be well-balanced, find time for God to make, the, make that the forefront of my life. Still be able to enjoy good entertainment, yet not let that get in the way of God. It is hard to do that now in a world where things come and go quickly, where media tells us what to do and when to do it. I can go above and beyond our culture and send a message. I can be a messenger promoting godly things. I'm a pastor's kid. I'm held on a pedestal for people to see. Oh, he did this, he did that, he must know the right answers. I wear the right clothes and do the right thing. I fit the image of a pastor's kid, but internally, it's not always that. I'm not perfect. I don't know every answer. I stand and fall short of the glory of God every single day. I want to be more and more like my parents every day. They nurture me and teach me and guide me along the way. Although being a pastor's kid has its downsides, it does mean you're a son of amazing parents who love you and teach you to be a good person. Most importantly, I want to be more and more like Jesus every single day. But I will fail over and over and over again. But I know there's forgiveness through Jesus' death and resurrection on the cross.
I am a child of God. Over all the things that I've said, this is the most important. The things I am, the things I'm not. Most importantly, I am a child of God. I want to declare this today. God, I am yours. Take my life. Help me walk through life. Guide my path. I cannot do this without you. I need to draw the line of my sin and let God take over. This is where I draw. I am unashamed. I try to live my life in a God-honoring way. It is hard sometimes as sin attacks my thoughts and actions every day. One of my favorite verses is Romans 1.16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God that brings salvation to all who believe. Now that I am unashamed, my whole life has changed. All I have left to say is thank you, God. Amen.
something that only a few people know about. For about 16 years, I wasn't a Christian. I didn't want anything to do with God. I locked him out. And through those years, I got stressed out, and I did things I thought would help with my stress. But I found out that it didn't help at all. I'm not proud of what I did, because now I have to live with what I did every day. And through the hard times, God has put someone there for, waiting for me to help me through it, and I'm very thankful. Over time, my stress got, up, got worse and worse until I couldn't handle it. That's when I decided to accept Jesus into my heart, and I felt at peace. I could feel the weight of all the stress that I had lifted off of me. To me, Jesus is my best friend. He cares about me and loves me. He loves me so much that he died on the cross so I could be saved. I can't wait to see what God has for me in the future, and I hope I can be part of this church using my gifts and talents to glorify him through helping others. Thank you. Hi, everyone. My name is Alex Heckman. Although most of my life hasn't been extraordinary, I have learned through the ordinary events that God is alive in every single person around me and in every situation, big or small. I live an ordinary life. I was born into a Christian family, go to a Christian school, and have gone to Avonrest Christian Reformed Church for the majority of my life. I camp at the Christian Reformed Conference grounds, and I used to attend Christian summer camps like Camp Geneva. Ever since I was little, my life has revolved around Jesus Christ and all the good things he has blessed me with. Family, food, friends, clean water, you name it, and I probably had it. Praising God seemed like such an easy thing to do because my faith was never put to the test until the summer going into my freshman year. My life was turned upside down hearing that my dad was divorcing my mom. The process of converting from one family and one home into two of everything was terrible. The only thing I knew was a united family and because of the change, I strayed away from God. I was devastated, confused, and embarrassed. Pretty soon, I realized that even though I had struggles, they did not label me. Through these struggles, I learned that relying on Jesus was key because his love for me is endless and constant. I came to realization with my struggles and learned that Jesus accepts me, even with everything I have dealt with. All the false images I had of myself were not true, and Jesus helped me realize that I am good enough. Even though things in life change and life may seem impossible, Jesus never changes, and he's always there supporting you. You just need to accept his help. To me, 
Jesus is my constant rock and savior. He helps me through difficult situations, never turns his back from me, and because of that, he deserves my endless praise. One of the greatest aspects I have learned in life is to choose joy in every circumstance. Whether it was divorce, suffering, some, suffering from severe anxiety, or tearing my ACL, God has been there through it all. I have found some reason to be joyful through every situation. Even though my family was going through a rough time, God blessed me and my family by allowing us to go visit my aunts and uncles in Uganda. During this trip, I was reminded of how powerful God's love and faithfulness is toward me. I met many people whose lives seemed much worse than mine, and yet they continued to worship God and choose joy. After leaving Uganda, I realized that I live a blessed life. Even though my life is easier than many, my faith has still been put to the test, and it will continue to be challenged because I am a sinner. I am a sinner because I don't always do what Jesus would do. I commit sins every day because I am not perfect. However, I am loved by a perfect God. Today, I stand up here ready, ready to see how God will use me and my faith to impact those around me. I'm excited to be part of the church in his eternal kingdom. I want to be part of the church because I believe that this is a community that will always be there to support me and have my back through it all. I am thankful for those who helped me through this journey, as well as, well as Ross Vanderlugt for being my mentor. I am beyond ready to start this chapter of my life. Thank you. Hello, I'm Elizabeth Vanderslice. For my whole life, I've gone to church and went through the motions of a Christian. My parents said we were Christians, so that was what we were. I attended a public school in, Ivan in Ivanrest Church my whole life. Christianity was just a given. But when I was in fifth grade and my dad was di diagnosed with ALL leukemia, everything changed. Now I needed God to help me. I no longer could just go through life saying my prayers at mealtime and before bed. My faith needed to be something more than a given. It needed to be my choice. After this life-rattling shock, everyone thought that cancer immediately changed me and my family, just like that. However, it took two four years before I felt the full impact. Before seventh grade, I didn't think about how I acted and how many everyday gifts God had given my family, even though I had a dad with cancer. I couldn't grasp that things could always get worse. I learned this when suddenly, the winter of seventh grade, my dad became paralyzed from the hips down. Before my dad was paralyzed, we could go out, and go out in public without people giving my family weird looks. Now we couldn't go anywhere without getting that look, pity and a little bit of confusion. Many times I wondered what my family could have possibly done wrong. That summer, my dad progressively got worse. He was slowly deteriorating before my eyes until one day the hospital snatched my dad away again. I believe that the only way I was able to push through these hard times that lacked a present parental figure in the fall of eighth grade was the Lord. Even though my whole family, including me, believed that God had yet to show up and miraculously save us, he was always there. When my dad was in the hospital, way back in the beginning when he was diagnosed, he told me that sometimes he felt that he was in the presence of the God, or our God, when he was scared. These little moments of special intimacy with God didn't pop out to me until this year. To me, God hadn't been a truly miraculous and present God until I realized why I was going through this, why my family was going through this. Recently, I had the opportunity to share my story in front of the whole school. The silence I heard in that moment was so powerful. Being able to experience other people being moved by my story changed my point of view on this troubling time. Instead of viewing my dad's sickness as something that made me feel different from someone, I saw it as a way to share with others how my family holds up during hard times. Since then, I've looked for opportunities where I can show Jesus to others and, and show them how it changed my life. I may not know exactly why this is happening to me, but I know that the Lord will use it. It is not in vain. 
I believe that the Lord wants me to use my spiritual gifts in this powerful story to spread the love of Jesus. This story is not only about my dad, but about all the people who have stood by him and have been changed because of it. To me, Jesus is the force that props me up when I can't stand anymore. This is what I want other people to see when they look at me. This seems cheesy, but when I was younger, I used to imagine little Jesuses sitting next to the church in every single, next to every single person when I was bored. Now, keep in mind, I was like six, but he was my friend, and even now he's my friend. A couple of years ago, I didn't really have any good friends to talk to. I mean, I had friends, but none of them really got what it was like to go through this. I felt like no one knew what it was like. However, I now understand that God knows how it feels and doesn't want us to be alone in hard times. We are meant to be with people, even if sometimes they can't understand what's going on. Everyone has struggles, so that a lot of the time they can have empathy for you. This leads into why I want to be a part of the church. I want to feel a part of a community that I can both help and be supported by in times of trial. I believe that being a part of a church community like Ivanrest Church means you use your spiritual gifts to lift others up. Our spiritual gifts might be big or small, but they are indispensable. Our church cannot function without its youth leaders, but also cannot function without the janitors and security workers who work behind the scenes at our church. I wish that when I was growing up, we were taught that we all have a special gift, and we just have to find it. It took me years to figure out who God wants me to be, and I'm still figuring it out. Part of my identity in Christ is my love for others and my friendliness. I've always been a friendly person, but my love for others has come from sympathy. My mom told me that a few people my age had felt true pain. Sure, there's the physical pain and emotional pain, but these people who have felt the deep hopelessness of cancer have a way of helping other with their, others with their problems. She also said that the Lord has a special place in his heart for people going through hard times. I feel that because I am impacted by my father's paralysis and cancer, that I will be able to help the church and have a community support me when I need it. This year, I decided to join choir on a whim. One thing led to the next, and suddenly I was in Allstate Honors Choir. When I sang with that group, it made me feel important to the group and powerful. When I serve the church, I want that same feeling to wash over me, a feeling of the Holy Spirit. The feeling of the Holy Spirit coming upon me is what I strive for. I strive for the chill sent down my spine that lets me know that the Lord is with me. That is why I'm here today, to profess my faith and show my love for Christ.
offering for the morning. Our offerings go for church ministries here at Ivernest Church to keep all of us growing in our discipleship, uh, growing no matter what our age, how long we've been a Christian, and growing that kingdom of God by his power outside these walls as well. And while we take our offering, um, as you heard Brent say at the beginning, uh, each of these young people had a mentor that journeyed with them over the last few months and shared a lot of this spiritual journey together with them. And on the video, we're going to hear from those mentors sharing some of that experience with us. So may God bless you richly as you give this morning. I would say the favorite part was getting to know my mentee better, getting to see where he comes from and what he's about, and uh, kind of learn what his journey was like to get to the spot where he is now in his life, where he wants to make a, a commitment publicly that uh, Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior. Hearing the stories um, from all the kids, how they've experienced God in their lives, and um, how God has touched them. It was just really special to hear, um, to hear those personal stories from them. I think for me, always sitting down with a young person and talking about their faith is, um, is just such a huge blessing. And with Laurel and I, we had spent a week together, two weeks together last year um, in Africa. And so just getting to know her better and um, yeah, walking through these steps, um, profession of faith with her was just a real blessing for me. I think I really enjoyed just getting to know Brant a little bit better. Uh, he's got a lot of passions and skills and um, seeing him get passionate and excited about Jesus is just incredible. It was when me and Alex got to finish uh, our lesson for the week and we got to talk about uh, things that were going on in our lives and we were able to help each other. Uh, with different things that we were going through with friends or with family. So my favorite part of this experience was getting to spend more time with Cheyenne one-on-one -on -one and get to know her in a more personal way. Was being able to see the heart Ian had to learn and grow and to dig um, deeper with Christ. It was awesome to see his questions and his heart just to learn and grow. I absolutely love being a mentor. It was so much fun. I Usually I would go to her basketball game and then we would get food afterwards. And it was so neat just to be part of her life and just to see her hustle on the court and how hard she works in so many parts of her life. 
Um, during food, we would talk about just her academics and her music and how hard she works for family and friends, and she's in a million other sports. She does so much, and so it was really cool just to be part of her life and just walk alongside her faith journey with her. I learned quite a bit from Noah. Noah is uh, an intelligent young man. Uh, he has uh, very good opinions. He is very purpose-driven, and he wants, he knows which direction he's headed, and uh, he's gonna be a very good addition to our church. Was that every person has a different way of looking at things based on their own life experiences. When we talked about our spiritual gifts, and we talked about how every single person that comes into church has a spiritual gift, um, whether that be up in the praise team or back in nursery, helping with the iKids or serving coffee. We just have to look for it. And I never sat down and thought about that until then. I learned a lot from Liz during just our conversations together. And I think what I learned most is just that age doesn't define the strength of your faith. Uh, she would talk about God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit in such a real and beautiful way. It really stretched my faith and helped me grow too. And I think the second thing I really learned from her was that life is tough. And even through the toughness, you can find joy. If anyone knows Liz, you know she's just a big bubble of joy. And uh, that just blessed me so much in the time that we had together. What I was reminded of from Lily is just how beautiful it is to trust God completely um, and unconditionally um, and lean on Him in difficult times and in the good times as well. Having not been through a mentoring program like this before, it was really cool just to learn how actually important it is and how valuable and how it really impacts the lives of the, the students that are going through it. You know, I wish I would have had that as a, as a kid, so being able to come now as an adult and pour into the life of Brant, it was just a, a great learning experience. I think I was reminded by Laurel of how important it is for our, kid, our young people to go on a mission trip whether it's right around home or Guatemala, or in her case, um, Guatemala and Africa. Um, those are such important events in their life and they, God uses them in such a mighty way to bring them um, further in their faith. No matter what age you are, no matter what experience you have, you can still learn from each other. You can still talk, like scripture is the same no matter if you're looking at it as a 29 year old or a 17 year old student. Um, you can still see it and you can still learn from it and you can still grow from it and you learn from each other through each other's perspectives. All right, this is uh, my moment in the service and I know you will be disappointed if I don't give you a 30-minute sermon. I don't know what everybody's laughing about, but... I'm not, you're, I'm going to disappoint you, so I'm not going to give you a 30-minute sermon, because you have already spoken God's truth. The eight of you have spoken God's truth to all of us in a powerful way. So I'm going to be really brief here, I, but I do want to leave you with one verse, and actually with one specific word out of that one verse. It's a verse that a couple of you have referred to already. It's one that you know, you're familiar with, but I want it to sink deeply into you, into your hearts, into your lives at this moment. I want you to tie this verse in to this memory of this moment. The verse is Romans 1.16 that simply says, simply and profoundly, I am not ashamed of the gospel 
of the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what gospel is, right? The good news of Jesus' saving work in your life. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. You have shared with us, the eight of you, the gospel. Jesus at work in your heart. And actually, I want to give you one word, and the word isn't gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God. The power of God to bring salvation to all who believe. I want you to hold on to that word power. Okay, there, that, that word shows up again in a verse very similar to this in 2 Timothy chapter 1. You probably know the story. Many of you do. Timothy, Timothy is a young man a lot like the eight of you. Okay, he, 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 God worked in his heart, uh, led him to believe in Jesus, kindled this faith in him, led him to believe. He had a mentor, as each of you had a mentor, and this mentor's name was Paul, and Paul cared for him and challenged him in his faith and encouraged him. Yet Timothy was young, and he was timid. He was kind of nervous. He was kind of afraid. Okay, I believe in Jesus. What now? And Paul had this word for him. He says, the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power. Gives us power, love, self-discipline. He goes on to say, so do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Remember that. This Holy Spirit in you, and you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be standing up here if you didn't have the Holy Spirit working in you. That Holy Spirit in you gives you power and confidence and boldness. Right in the Greek, the word, the word for power there is dunamis. We get the word dynamite from it. You have the dynamite of God in you. Never forget that. You have the power of God to change lives, to change this world, to make an impact. That should excite you. That should give you courage to say yes to whatever opportunities God is going to give you. To say yes to telling the story you just told all of us. To telling that story again and again as God gives you opportunity. It should give you the courage to say yes to serve when God lays a service opportunity in front of you. To say yes to, to making a significant impact for God with whatever opportunities, with whatever people he sets in front of you. God, never forget, God has given you his power, his dynamite to change you, first of all, and then to change this world. You have the power to make a difference for the kingdom of God somewhere, somehow, in someone's life. You have the power to rise up to whatever opportunity God lays in front of you, no matter how frustrating or how frightening it might be. So, just remember that word power. You have the power of God. And that leaves you with two options. You may set aside your timidity today. And you may say yes to God and rele let him release his power through you. Or you can hide it. You can keep it all bottled up inside of you. But know this. God has given the aid of you a spirit of power and not of timidity. So be dynamite for God. Teach us, all of us, right? These mentors just shared how you taught them. You might have thought that they were there to teach you. You taught them. We need you to teach us 
We need you to challenge us because honestly, a lot of us who made our professions years and years ago, we haven't lived in that power. We are once, many of us have chosen to keep that power bottled up inside of us. We are timid. We need you to show us, to be courageous for us so we can see your courage and we can learn to have that same courage. Show us what the dynamite of God can do. You're already teaching us. You saw that. So learn from each other. We all learn from each other. No matter our age, we learn what it means to let the power of God explode out of us and make a difference. We all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. You saw that with the mentors. And we're going to watch another clip from your mentors. They want to leave you with with a final challenge, with a final word of encouragement along the way. So the eight of you, along with all of us, watch and listen to your mentors again. Liz, you have such a beautiful and huge heart for Christ. You are so strong in God. He is even stronger. And when you can't do it alone, He is there for you. You can always fall into His arms. And secondly, I just want you to know that you should just root your identity and your worth and your value in Christ. Because people will let you down sometimes, but God, He never will. He loves you fiercely, and He loves you unconditionally. And I'm so proud of you. One word of advice that I would leave to Ian and the rest of the uh, students who went through this is, a great way how to learn is to be poured into by someone older, um, by someone who has more experience, who has dealt with issues that maybe you're dealing with. So connect yourself with wise people, with godly men and women who can pour into your life um, and make it a commitment to meet with them, to be with them, to live life with them because that's how you grow and that's how kingdom relationships should be. Um, one piece of advice I would give you, Lily, is just to um, continue to rely on God and trust Him in good times and bad, but also just um, talk to God about everything. Um, tell Him if you're angry, you're hurt, you're mad, you're sad, um, you're happy and you're thankful. Just make sure that you're talking to Him um, throughout each and every day and telling Him all of your emotions because um, He cares how you feel and He loves you. Uh, what I want to leave Alex with is just don't forget who you are and what you learned at school and at church. Um, don't be afraid to do the right thing, even when it's a harder thing. I would like to encourage Laurel to continue growing her faith. And I think especially as she goes off to college in the fall to find some friends um, that are like her and um, that are willing to grow faith together. I think that would just be so important and I, I would just encourage to have that be a priority for her. I'm so proud of you for making this decision to make your profession of faith because I know it wasn't easy for you. And just keep doing what you're doing every single day and seeking God. Also, I'm glad you let me walk through this process with you and just know that anything you need after this point, I'll be here. Grant, don't stop pursuing Jesus because he's always there. He's always going to be with you, and He will be able to just impact your life continually, so don't stop pursuing Jesus. The one thing I'd want to leave with Noah, and, and I've said this before to 
uh, young people that have professed their faith is when you get in a situation where there's temptation, uh, you don't walk away from temptation. Uh, what you want to do is run away from temptation. Uh, don't tempt temptation because it's just too strong. The devil's always there wanting you to fail. And uh, just remember that uh, Jesus is always there to hold you up and, uh, and just always rely on him and prayerfully consider things as you go out throughout your life. Would the eight of you come and join me up front, please? I'll let you take the top step up there. First of all, let me say thank you. Thank you for sharing your hearts. Um, I think I speak on behalf of all of, all of your family and your friends in Ivanrest Church here. Um, it's a privilege to hear how God has moving has moved in your life, how he is moving, and how I know he will continue to move in your heart and in your life. So keep writing that story with God and keep telling that story that he's writing. Um, but now for this moment, you're standing here in front of family members, in front of friends, in front of fellow members of Ivanrest Church, and I'm excited for you. I'm grateful to God. And I have four questions I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you all four questions. And then one by one, I'm going to give you the opportunity to give your answer. The questions are these. First of all, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God sent to redeem the world? Do you love and trust him as the one who saves you from your sin? And do you with repentance and joy embrace him as Lord of your life? Second, do you believe that the Bible is the word of God revealing Christ and his redemption and that the teachings of this church faithfully reflect this revelation? Third, do you accept the gracious promises of God sealed to you in your baptism? And do you affirm your union with Christ and his church, which your baptism signifies? And finally, do you promise to do all that you can with the help of the Holy Spirit? to strengthen your love and commitment to Christ by sharing faithfully in the life of the church, honoring and submitting to its authority. And do you join with the people of God in doing the work of the Lord everywhere? Alex, what is your answer? I do, God helping me. Liz, what is your answer? I do, God helping me. Laurel, what is your answer? I do, with God's help. Lily, what is your answer? I do, God helping me. Ian, your answer? I do, God helping me. Brant, what is your answer? I do, God helping me. Noah, your answer? I do, with God's help. And Cheyenne, what is your answer? I do, with God's help. Amen. Thank you for those answers. And I wanted you up front, not only so they could see you, but I want you up front so that you can see these people as well. These people who have prayed for you over the years who have cared for you, taught you, encouraged you, and who are journeying on the same path with you. And so I have a question for all of you here, family members, friends, and Ivanrest church members. The question is this. Family of Ivanrest church, fellow members of the family of God, do you renew your commitment to strive to live faithfully before God, receiving his love and his grace all along the way? And do you promise to live out this promise in community with these eight individuals and the rest of the family of God, 
growing together in the knowledge and the love of Christ Jesus. Would you join me in sharing this answer? As part of the family of God with us, we promise to love you, to encourage you, and to pray for you as you live for the Lord. We pray for strength to continue in your faith walk and for joy as you serve the kingdom of God. May God bless you. You just promised to pray for these individuals, and we're going to do that right now. Um, I'm going to ask the eight of you to spread out, some up a step, some down a step. And if you are a friend or a family member or some, a mentor who's journeying with them, and you want to come up and surround them in prayer, I invite you to stand up right now. Come on down. We're going to surround these people in prayer and pray for them. Go ahead and stand up and come if you wish. Um, I'm going to give you the chance. There's going to be two people with microphones handy. We're going to open with prayer. We're going to start it, and then we're going to allow you to pray if you wish. So if you're up here, just put your hand up. If you're in the crowd and you don't come forward and you want to pray, put your hand up. We'll look for you too, and we'll get you the microphone. And we invite you to pray for these individuals. If there's some moments of silence, that's okay. Fill those moments of silence with silent prayer for them as well. And let me give you this invitation too, because I won't give it to you at the very end of the service. After the service is done, back in the West Wing, we have cake and coffee and drink for everyone. Um, so we'd love to have you move with these students out to the West Wing where you can see them and, and welcome them as well. Uh, feel, if, if you're able to move back at all on the stage, feel free to move back so that we can have room for everyone as we continue to come on up here. We'll be nice and cozy. Be close to where we want to be. Feel free to keep moving if you need to. All right. Justin, would you open us with prayer and then put your hand up? We'll get you the microphone as you wish. Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now and we just thank you for um, today. God, thank you for this moment. Um, we as, as a congregation and, and friends and family and, and mentors um, can come around these brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, God, that we can uh, lay hands on them and pray for them and, and encourage them in their faith walk as they um, stood up front and uh, shared what you have done in their lives. Um, God, we just praise you for what you have done in their lives. And God, we praise you for what you are going to do in their lives. God, I ask that you just give them um, the, the dynamite, God, the power to be a light to the world wherever they go. Dear God, it's been a long time since my heart's been this full. And Lord, I just praise you. I thank you for every one of these young people up here who has given their life to you and who choose to worship and praise you in all that they do. God, it's such a testimony to all of us as adults that they can get up here and share their life story. Help us never to forget that you are in control of all things, that you take what um, was meant to harm us and make it good. Lord, we praise you and we thank you for each one of these young people and the life that they have and how they will use it to serve you.
Father God, I want to thank you for, uh, for all of these students as well, for the testimony that they gave, for the thoughtfulness and uh, thoughtfulness they put into each of their statements of faith. Lord, thank you for the blessing it was to the church already. Pray that as they continue to seek you throughout their lives, that, that they will continue to find communities that, will, that, they, can, that they can contribute to that and that will also feed back into them. Lord, help them to remember the statements that they made today. Help them to remember uh, the joy that, that, that this experience was, that the, that the challenge and, and also the, um, the, the, just the blessing that they were able to receive from you, but also that they were able to give to the entire church. Lord, we pray that you continue to move in each of their lives from today, throughout today, but through also throughout the rest of their lives, that they may continue to grow closer to you and closer to your body, that is the church. God has one simple question. Will you trust me? Will you trust me through it all? Help us all with the right answer. There is only one. Lord our God, we thank you for your word and for your spirit through which we know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Father, we ask that Ian and Alex and Lily, Noah, Brant and Cheyenne, Elizabeth and Laurel, that they may never cease to wonder at what you have done for them. Help them to continue firmly in the faith no matter what and to bear witness to your love, and to let the Holy Spirit shape every part of their lives. Give them your power and the courage to use it for your kingdom. May we, with all your children, live together in the joy and the power of your Holy Spirit. And we ask this, Lord Jesus, in the hope of your coming. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You know, we thanked all of the eight of them as they told their story. Would you join me in giving thanks to God for the stories that he's written in their lives already? Amen. Amen. If all of you up front are willing to stay there, I think it's perfect as we're surrounding the people we know and love and care for that with this last song, we declare what we believe together. The song is entitled, This I Believe. And so would all of you stand with us, please, and together let's sing our common faith.
Jesus our Savior. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is free in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For I believe in the name of Jesus. Our judge and our defender suffered and is in you. Descended into darkness, you rose in glorious light, forever seated high. I believe in God our Father, I believe in Christ the Son, I believe in the Holy Spirit, our God is free. you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. His peace as you let loose the power of the Holy Spirit from within you. Amen. Go in his power. <laughs>